Welcome to Based Liberty, your source for politics, history, economics, and more. From a liberty perspective, with your host, Darren Wisely. What's going on? Darren Wisely here for Based Liberty. Thanks for tuning in. Today is Wednesday, August 12, 2020. Today's topic is something I'm sure you're all too familiar with, big tech censorship. Now, this has been something that's been going on for a while, but has really had a big resurgence here in the last few months as Facebook has independent fact checkers that I'm sure you've seen as you scroll through your feed. Something is verified as false. Sometimes it's even satire, like a Babylon Bee article, which I find quite comical. But really, it's very Orwellian, having someone going through everyone's posts, determining what's true, what's not. And of course, there's a very obvious and apparent bias. I find this to be quite creepy. And I really noticed the big tech censorship probably around five years ago, maybe 2015. And if you go, for instance, on Google, uh, their algorithms, it's very clear that there's a bias against the right. A great example is 2018. If you Googled California Republican Party, their ideology was listed as Nazism. Now, turning back to social media, Twitter is a great example of this big tech censorship and bias. A lot of prominent figures have uh, been suspended or permanently banned. For instance, in 2016, Milo Yiannopoulos and, of course, Alex Jones were both permanently banned. Sheriff David A. Clark has been suspended for things he said on there. Even comedian Owen Benjamin, when he criticized the left's darling, David Hogg, probably rightfully so, he was suspended. And of course, the great comedian and troll James Woods has been suspended at least twice. Donald Trump Jr. was suspended last month for hateful content. Who's defining what's hateful? Candace Owens, the prominent conservative firebrand, has been suspended twice as well for things she said. She was suspended most recently for criticizing our governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer here in Michigan, for her handling of the shutdowns, which I'm pretty sure is rightfully being criticized considering the draconian measures and the absolute mess Governor Whitmer has made here in Michigan. Another example is the website Patreon. Now, Patreon is how a lot of social media influencers keep the lights on they use this to get paid by their supporters for the work they do and they also are in the business of censoring uh, voices from a certain side of the aisle and in 2018 members of the intellectual dark web such as Jordan Peterson Dave Rubin and Sam Harris said enough is enough and took their business elsewhere because they thought the censorship on the right was very unfair. And out of all the people I've mentioned, I think you notice a trend. None of those people are on the left. 
Now, the people I mentioned, I don't necessarily agree with or subscribe to their views, um, but clearly it's people who are conservative, libertarian, independent, centrist, um, even some people on the left, um, is, but not people on the hard left. So, you know, someone like Sam Harris, he's on the left, but he's willing to have that conversation, and that makes him someone who the far left is not so friendly to because, of course, the far left demands complete compliance and obedience. I don't think anyone is disputing the fact that big tech is clearly biased against anything on the right side of the aisle. The facts are there. That's not the point of what today's episode is about. The point is what do we do about it? Here's some people say, they can't ban this on Facebook. Uh, that violates the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Well, that's not actually true. The First Amendment applies to government. The state can't shut down your speech. A private entity can. It's just like if you went into a business or a person's home and used obscene language or were very rude. They'd have the right to kick you out if they didn't agree with that. And that's kind of the argument Facebook or Twitter or places like that are using. Now, some people say that these, uh, these big tech companies, because they're so big... They aren't actually private companies. I don't find that argument so compelling, but I've heard that. Um, I think a better argument is that it's possible some of these companies are actually violating their terms of service in their arbitrary uh, suspending and banning of people on the right or views they don't agree with. Now, I haven't gone into that in detail, but... If you have the time and you want to do that and go through all that, go for it and see what you find. I'd be interested to hear. I don't think solving this issue is going to be done legally as in through the court system. I'm a huge free market guy and that's where I think our best chance to fight back against big tech censorship is. Um, for instance, there's plenty of alternative social media and other uh, tech type of companies popping up. Parler is the one I have off the top of my head that's probably the most prominent up and coming. Problem with Parler is they require so much information from you, the NSA would be jealous. That's a turnoff for a lot of people, but I do know Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, and some other prominent figures have created accounts over there. But the problem is, of course, that you have to get enough people to subscribe to one of these sites, and it's going to take a long time to grow it. But, you know, that's how the market works. If someone provides a better product or service, they're going to succeed, and the inferior product or service is going to sink. So time will tell, and if someone creates a good enough product, um, it'll float a lot of time I understand I'm realistic enough to get that because places like Facebook Twitter YouTube have such a huge hold on the market that it's going to take a long time and a lot of work to bring them down but I do have an idea that maybe could speed things up so President Trump his Twitter of course is always the center of discussion he has over 85 million followers what if he said hey I'm sick of this. I'm going to delete my Twitter and go to a more fair website. How many people would follow that? 
think, 85 million people. And it's not just um, his supporters or people that plan to vote for him are Republicans. It's journalists. It's people even on the left who want to know what he's up to because, again, he's the center of the conversation. If he packed his bags and went somewhere else and said, no, I'm done with Twitter for good, that would be a huge blow to Twitter. Whether people like him or not, they're going to want to know what he's saying, and people would pay attention. And then other prominent people, like journalists, politicians, etc., would go over. People would follow them. It would still take a lot of time. But if Trump did that, I think that's, off the top of my head, that's the best thing that could really shake things up and fight this huge problem of big tech censorship. I want to say this. We need discourse. We need dialogue. Because if we don't have it, that's my issue so much with censoring or having a bias against certain voices or controversial opinions, whether they're right, left, or whatever, because we need to have those discussions because problems are never going to get solved if we don't. I'm more than willing to have a conversation with someone on the left or someone who disagrees with me on a certain issue if they're acting in good faith and just like far-left progressives, I hardly agree with them on anything, but we both agree that um, we don't like corporate welfare. So there's something we can find. And there's a lot of issues, uh, maybe life, maybe guns, we'll never see eye to eye on. But maybe we can hear each other out and maybe we can try to understand each other. And we need more of that. And this censorship and this automatic, I disagree with it, I can't look at it, that's it. We're never going to heal if that's the attitude. And these Big tech companies obviously have that mindset, and it just is not good for our country. That's all for the show today. Uh, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a snippet of what we're going to be doing here at Base Liberty. If you stuck around this long, I really appreciate it. But I'll give you a little bit more about me and what this show is going to be about. So my name's Darren Wisely, and I've lived almost my entire life in Hillsdale County here in southern Michigan. I did my undergrad at Indiana Tech, I majored in business, then I went on to law school at Indiana University down in Bloomington and graduated there in 2018. I ran for state representative and did not uh, win the primary, unfortunately, for the Republican nomination, but um, I'm still very active in both the Liberty Movement and in our local Republican Party. So as you can tell, I, I am very into politics and political philosophy, so that's a lot about what this show is going to be about. But the thing is, news about that, about current events in national politics, are a dime a dozen. So that's not what this is going to be about. When it comes to current events, that'll be more local. Yes, national politics will creep in, because that's just the world we live in. But I want to be more local politics, maybe some state politics. But I want to give a little bit of a different angle. And I don't want it to just be current events. I want some of these episodes to be timeless because things like history, economics, really interest me. And and there will probably be some other things thrown in, maybe just something that happens to be interesting. It's not political at all. Let, let's do it. So I want to give you something. This show, Based Liberty, is going to be about politics, history, economics, and more from a liberty perspective. So I'm really excited about this show. Jump on the bandwagon now because we're taking off. I feel great about this. Uh, we're going to have a lot of awesome guests on here for interviews, which I'm pumped about. 
if you want to be on here and know someone who wants to, shoot me an email, uh, wisely1776 at gmail.com, and, and we'll get her done. We'll get her going. And if you want to be a sponsor of the show or know someone who does, same thing. Shoot me an email. We'll figure something out because, like I said, we're going places, and you want to get on now. So, hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. And but probably going to be 20, 30-minute show. Uh, three days a week, that's what we're looking as the goal now. Of course, subject to change based on what you, the viewer, wants. Hey, take care. Have a great day.